0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. I am your host, Tanner, with my two lovely lovely co-hosts, Connor and GT. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Fantastic. How are you guys? I'm I'm
1: great.
0: (laughs) We have some milestones to talk about with our viewers and listeners. Two things. The big one is we are now on Apple Podcasts as well. So I know not everyone has Spotify, not everyone wants to watch the video version. So we are on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I'm working on a few more platforms as well. And then the other thing is that we have surpassed 100 followers on Instagram, which is also a pretty big milestone. You know, maybe maybe not the the most Instagram followers for the correlation of being the seventh most listened podcast in the world, but you know. I, our numbers
2: Uh, keep fluctuating people can't make up their mind about us (laughs) well we
0: did Uh, yeah it's like we had twenty five thousand followers one day and then everyone unfollowed us because i I don't know i guess that controversy
2: which we we said we weren't going to talk about
0: yeah breaking our record with sunny uh, entertainment but anyways regardless two big milestones for the podcast we appreciate you guys tuning into yet another episode gentlemen for this one we are talking about agree to disagree kind of talking about our way of working through compromises with ourselves, with people that are in our life, significant others, how can we learn to approach conflict from a practical standpoint with this topic and much more, just a few things for you guys. So with that being said, let us dive into this episode.
1: GT, start us off. All right, boys, let's do it. When is it a good time to express one's true feelings when it comes to something that is important? I think it's a good way to start out the episode because a lot of agree to disagree comes
2: from conflicting opinions. It comes from you having discussions with people and you kind of get to a point where because of maybe mutual respect for the other person or because you just don't want to keep arguing and whatnot, you're like, all let right, right, let's, let's say the saying, let's agree to disagree and like move on, for example. So yeah, I think it's a good question to start us off with it. I think, in my opinion, I do think that for the most part, it's always applicable to express your feelings in a candid way, as long as you aren't doing it in a way that's maybe rude or disrespectful or something. But I also think that I do think it kind of depends on the situation. Sometimes you're not going to be able to truly express how you feel because of, I don't know, it could be a very tense situation. And maybe if you say exactly what you want to say, it could flame up the tension and then you can't reach a resolution at all in that way you you kind of have to be candid you have to learn how to develop candor with this kind of stuff so it's it's very tricky but i think a general rule of thumb is at the very least it's always good to express yourself and i think it depends on the situation but if you can't maybe express it to whoever you're trying to express the situation to if you can in your head beforehand or after there's never a wrong time for you to you to express your true feelings about this to yourself you can still have private conversations with yourself always and it's always applicable because your feelings always do matter because you got to address those first you can't ignore that
0: yeah that's a great answer I that's I, a I,
1: great <laughs> answer
0: i completely agree i think the like connor said the last part was the the part that i was going to mention is that you gotta make sure that you would be able to have that conversation with the individual about you giving a genuine answer. And I feel like part of it too is if you feel like nine out of 10 times you cannot be genuine and tell that person how you feel, then that's honestly a them problem, not a you problem anymore. Because there does have to come to a point where you you can't be in a friendship relationship, whatever it is with a different individual where you are constantly unable to express how you truly feel because it's unhealthy to constantly have that bottled up and not truly express what you're thinking or your feelings towards something so i feel like it's a balance of like connor said and obviously in some situations it's better to just keep your mouth shut but i think it's the delivery as well you need to do it in a calm manner and maybe not in a in a constructive way but just in a neutral this is how i feel and this is why i feel it and that person can choose to interpret how they want to but it's all about immaturity maturity that you're having in terms of the conversation and how that that generally goes.
1: I would agree. I would say, first off, both great answers. And I would say it's a lot of situationships. There's absolutely times where just don't shut your trap. Just don't say it. It's not going to go well. And sometimes you you need to express yourself. You need to be able to assess the situation, what's going on. And like you said, if you can't be honest with someone about I would say if it's more than half the time dude that's not good but I think if it's a majority where you're able to be for the most part honest I think that's good because like Connor said there's gonna be some times where you're like oh I don't think I should do it but just because of your intentions behind it it's not something that you're withholding from them you know it's something that you're maybe you overheard something or maybe you were told something, you're like, I can't be the one that tells them this because then it's going to blow up and there's going to be a chain reaction and it's not going to be good. So no, I definitely agree. I think it's definitely a situation and being able to assess it properly and then go about it. Like you said, with the right tone, right person, how you carry yourself, how you appear, you know, all the way down the line.
2: Well said, well said,
1: gentlemen. I think it's a good question, and
2: I think you can get a lot into how agree to disagree has a lot to do with a conflict. That's that's you know, conflict is inevitable. Conflict breeds resolution, and resolution breeds understanding. Right? It's a necessary part of communication with all relationships and with people. And I, I like both of y'all's answers because it's It's really hard to navigate the right moments when you're supposed to express them when you're not you know it's it kind of just depends on who the person is to at the end of the day, but like you guys are saying, hopefully you found somebody who especially even a relationship like g t said at least at least a little more than half the time is is a good thing to aim for but yeah, kind of in regards to to conflict, I found a quote, and I know it's not it's not necessarily about agree to disagree, but like I said, I feel like that phrase comes a lot from conflict. So I found this quote about conflict that I thought was really interesting. And it says, peace is not the absence of conflict. It is the ability to handle conflict by peaceful means. It's from Ronald Reagan. I I like this quote because sometimes this phrase can be used in a negative connotation where you kind of use it passive aggressively. I'm not saying anybody here has done that. I'm just saying, it can be used, uh ah, agree to disagree, whatever. And it's like passive aggressive, or it's like throwing shade, but conflict, as I've said, is something that I think is necessary and is going to happen. It's the way you navigate conflict. And it's the way you approach conflict that really makes or breaks your relationships and your connections with people. So what do you guys think about this quote? Like, how does it relate to our topic?
1: I think it's something where there's, like you said, there's going to be more conflict. And that's where It's going to happen, and I think you can't always avoid things because you're going to have to face it at some point. You can't always just stay on the run and stay away from something. Like, it's going to come at some point, and you're going to be faced with it. So I think it's something where some people kind of go about it their own way and their own time frames and stuff, so that way they know how to cope with it and maybe cope, deal with it, how they're going to go about it. Like I just said, but I would just say that's very true. That's another point on peace because peace can go in so many different ways.
0: I personally have never met two people who see eye to eye an exact same perspective on every single thing in life. And that's the beauty of there being 8 billion people and everyone having informed their own opinions and their views on just about anything, right? And so I think... The quote talking about how peace is just really more so about being able to handle conflict by peaceful means is absolutely true. And I think it relates to the topic because that's really what conversations and relationships are is obviously I'm one person, you're your own individual. But we maybe have several common interests or we see eye to eye in certain things. And that's why we are attracted to one another. Right. And yeah, I think it really relevant to the topic agree to disagree because that it's all about compromising and realizing that we're all our own individuals and we have our own morals beliefs ideologies etc and we all just try to live in harmony and we all just try to understand that and be empathetic with one another and we don't all have to necessarily see eye to eye in certain things but we can all still coexist so i think it's a great Mm -hmm. quote
2: i'm glad y'all like the quote you're gonna come to this to our topic at some point in the nature of conflict and any way that you can approach conflict by peaceful means I think is is, is very beneficial and it's just hard it's just hard to navigate through somebody else's views you know
1: no absolutely I, that makes me think of sometimes people overstep and they're their huh. angle another's or perspective what's a good way of navigating appropriately through someone else's views or perspective, you know, I know I said situation earlier, but
2: I mean, I really think you could navigate most situations trying to understand somebody's view or perspective by approaching it through the method of, I mean, really just utilizing empathy for one, having empathy and not just listening to what they're saying, but actually trying to put yourself in their position. And maybe thinking about if you were in that position, how hard it could be for you, if it's a tough situation, or maybe it's a situation, I don't know, maybe you're agreeing to disagree about something with politics, for example, maybe you can still put yourself, yourself in their shoes, like, okay, so they think about it, because they approached it from this angle. And then like, you know, maybe their life, they've, Been exposed to certain things, you're like, okay, I can understand it from that perspective. But the only way you're also going to know that, too, is if you show like a genuine interest in what their perspective and viewpoint is. Whoever you're having this conflict with, or if you're not having this conflict, but you just kind of come to this kind of disagreement or whatever, you're not going to really come to any kind of mutual resolution or any kind of mutual peace through conflict if you don't show genuine interest in what they're talking about. So I think just empathetic questions are the best way to approach this kind of stuff.
0: agree with uh, Connor's answer. And then since you're talking about people being ignorant, maybe an ignorant approach to this question, GT would be that if the roles were reversed and I was thinking the way that this individual is thinking and what I'm about to say out of my mouth was said to me, how would I respond to it? If someone said those words to me, like uh, Connor said, just put yourself in that person's shoes and, Like I said before, we all are entitled to our own opinions and ideologies and everything. So it's really just about having a respect for other people and understanding that you may not agree with other people, but maybe you can learn from someone else's POV as well. And maybe you'll learn to understand that every perspective you may have in things isn't entirely perfect. And maybe you will learn a different perspective or maybe just a snippet of a perspective on something that can alter your perspective on it in general.
1: No, I I love those answers. And those answers make me think of when we were kids, right? And you, you guys said it yourself, think before you speak. It's also, what if that was told to you? Which is crazy because those little things that we don't even think of, we're like, ah, yeah, okay. Just so that way we're not like bullies or being mean, but it's like, that's like real life. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. They always
0: stick with us and we still think about it, right? It's still true
1: yeah. to this day. And that's so weird. It's just so weird that how yeah. now that that's coming up in these other smaller things, we're like, hold on. That's nothing like what we used it for when we were talking about in elementary school. I'm
0: with you on that. I'm with you on that. It's weird how some life lessons are just continuous throughout your life. It's not like it. you become older and then you still don't have that conflict anymore.
1: They just build on each other and it just keeps growing out like roots it evolves. It's like, and it, it doesn't stop growing. It just keeps going all these different facets and aspects. It's like your approach to the conflict changes as you get older
2: because you change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to be adaptable to what the conflict is going to be because your definition, the definition of the conflict is going to change. Get revised. If, <laughs> yeah. It's It's even if the baseline five word definition is the same.
0: Yeah. I like that question a lot. I want to ask you guys on a personal level, like I tend to do on the episodes, I try to ask the the personal questions. Here we go. Agree to disagree. What is an agree to disagree battle that you have within yourself? We kind of talked about how it can be with our interpersonal relationships, but what about your intrapersonal relationship?
2: I have two. One of them is very, very personal that I'm trying Mm. to deal with right now. I'll go very personal because I'm actively trying to get better with this. I am in a bit of a battle with myself right now about like the serious addiction that I feel like I have to porn. I'm having an agree to disagree about like how over-sexualized I think my brain has become without even realizing it since I've been looking at this since I was like 11 or 12, which is half of my life. It's actually more than half my life. And I – go through this back and forth where I think that I'm fine and I function and I take actions that are totally fine, but then my brain just kind of just goes to that place sometimes without even realizing it. Like I'll literally just see something that reminds me of it and it's immediately sexual. And so then I think that I'm a pervert or like I'm really hard on myself. Why the hell am I thinking about this stuff? Cause I'm trying to not look and I'm trying to get past this because I, I want to clear my head of this stuff. And so I go to an agree to disagree point because my brain's basically saying, oh, you're a pervert and you're a terrible person because you're thinking of this stuff. And I'm like, all right, fine, agree to disagree. I'm still not taking action on any of that. So I don't think I'm a shitty person, but whatever. My brain thinks that that's totally fine. That's fine. Whatever. It's a battle that I got to go through right now. It's very difficult. And it's it's like unwiring my brain in a way that has been wired for, like I said, the majority of my life. And it's very difficult to come to terms and be on the same page with my head at times because my brain will just kind of fire off and say that it's this and it'll just kind of double down on it. And I have to just kind of like, be like, all right, I agree to disagree. I'm going to let it go. And usually when I let it go, then I can get over it, but it's just kind of hard when, when I'm going through that in my head, it makes me think about it more. Yeah. It makes me more tempted. And it makes me want to oh. look at it more. And yeah. So,
1: yes, That's a great one. I would say this. I think this might be a shock, but I think I might be a better coach than a baseball player. And I know that takes a lot for me to say because I find myself to where all these kids that like I'll barely interact with. They're like, you gave me so much life advice and you gave me so much that I really it resonated with so many different things. And you put me in these different situations that make so much sense. And I've learned so much to where people a little bit older, like I didn't understand that, or they're now asking me. And it's like, whoa, it's hard to say because I think just the competitive side of me was like, yeah, I'm better than all these other people. When realistically, I knew that there were some guys that were absolutely better than me. I'm not gonna lie about that, but because it then brings up that past stuff with all the baseball but you know it is what it is I mean that's just I get to learn from it but I now get to still be around baseball so that's I hate saying that but just is how it is
0: well and coaches are we've talked about this before our coaches are more than coaches to a lot of kids that's Sometimes the only release that the kid has is an escape from maybe a difficult at-home environment or difficult life that they have in general. And they can be seen as one morning coaches and as role models. And if kids are telling you to your face that, then that 100% confirms that. Because you know there's other other baseball players that feel that way about you, but maybe they feel a little intimidated or feel like maybe they, they shouldn't be saying those kind of things to you. But the fact that kids are coming up to you and saying that and you've been coaching That's on this really team awesome. for less than a year obviously speaks profoundly about your ability to connect with these kids on a personal level beyond just being their coach. So I applaud you for that. And Connor, yeah. I applaud you for talking about something that I, you know, I forgot what episode we had it on, but a while ago, a while ago. And I talked about my, my addiction to pornography as well. And I, I still struggle with it to a degree and I've gone significantly better in something. Me too. I still, yeah. And it's something that Like you said, it's a habit and something that you have become desensitized from because you've been involved with that activity for over half of your life. That is such a hard thing to rewire your brain from, right? So to get into my mind is either that, Connor, or, and it's funny you mentioned it because that was going to be one of my answers. The other one is, if I I am enough for everyone in my life, really, including you guys, am I enough as a... Uh, son as a He's too much <laughs> brother Well, I mean,
1: They're never too much.
0: No, no, it, it's, it's just something I struggle with in terms of feeling like at times what I feel like might be my hundred percent afterwards. And my, my mind's playing tricks me thinking that I'm, I'm not enough or I'm not doing good enough as a fiance, as a brother, you know? So it's a very hard internal battle at times because I know I spread myself too thin at times. But there's still a part of me that feels like I need to be better in a lot of aspects of my life simultaneously. And that gets overwhelming on top of everything else going on in life. So that's that's my battle. But all three of us, we're, we're living and we're learning and we're trying to determine what's true and what's not true about those statements.
2: I would say that I really like both of y'all's answers. Very respectful it's it's really it's really tough to agree to disagree with yourself to go back and forth and unfortunately and again it's not a bad conclusion to have because sometimes you can have good resolution with that but gt just from what i'm hearing i mean it sounds like you're a fantastic coach and if you can find any kind of calling or any kind of resolution with this part of your life i i hope this is it man i hope this is the thing that gives you value with this. And it sounds like so far it is. And I hope it continues to do that, man. Good for you. I'm, I'm proud of you, man. Tanner, I'm proud of you with the same battle that you and I struggle with. And as one of your best friends, I can say at least for me and as the host of the podcast, you're enough and you do more than enough than the average person. Way man, more than enough.
1: out of his way to call Above us and beyond. make sure we're good before himself. The boy is selfless.
2: Yes. Very, a very selfless. Of course, man. A very selfless person and you never need to doubt that. But I do want to shift gears, you know, we talked about personal stuff and I hope when we talk about personal stuff, people can maybe go a little introspective to themselves as well and think about their own personal takes on this too. Agree to disagree. That's the whole topic of this week. We talked about it with, with ourselves. So let's go back to other people when that is the conclusion that is reached. At what point do you guys think this conclusion uh, should be reached in an argument? Uh, uh, with somebody. In other words, like, where is the line at, at what point does this line of thinking cross over into like avoiding talking about problems? Whereas the passive aggressive thing that I'm talking about, or is it a mutual, just beneficial disagreement that could eventually lead to like a different type of resolution? I
1: think to where you're getting so heated to the point to where you don't even like start to think about it. If cause you can't focus on what you're talking about because you're getting so tight and wounded. honestly, the point, to where you, you can't even be fully focused on it in a peaceful way, like you said. Once it starts to get a little full, you can do a little bit, but if it gets to the point where you wanna pop off, it has to be with absolute good reason. But for the most part, we wanna be deal with it in a peaceful way. So that's short, simple, that's how I had to answer
0: I like the answer. I was gonna pretty much Great say the answer. same thing of like, if it's not a conversation anymore, And either one of you or both of you are either changing your tone or you're starting to get pretty pretty heated about it. Then that's when you either need to take a break from the conversation or just drop the conversation completely. And it needs to be to where not one person's winning every agree to disagree conversation and not the other person is losing every agree to disagree conversation. And I feel like that especially in relationships with a, a significant other is a huge thing because you want your partner to feel like their voice does matter. And is there times where you're absolutely wrong and you should just admit that and, and understand that you're not always correct? Absolutely, and vice versa with your partner. But it shouldn't feel or get to a point where you or your partner feel that their voice is not heard or it's not even worth bringing up because they know that they're automatically going to lose every single conversation or argument that you have. That's where the line needs to be drawn. And that's speaking from personal experience and something that Cameron and I very much so had to work on because I don't know if you can imagine this, but I can be stubborn. And I don't know if you can imagine this. She can also be stubborn. And so sometimes we do a little bit of this and it's not (laughs) like, did
1: you know that? It's not Uh
0: not that it's a conversation of who's right, who's wrong, but we both want to feel like Uh, we got everything off of our chest and sometimes that's not necessary. So that's my answer. Go ahead, Connor.
2: I, I like that last point that you made, that's that's definitely something that I've run into before where we both can be stubborn and we both want to express ourselves. But sometimes we are, I don't want to say overstep what the other person's needs are, but it's just like we focus a little bit, maybe too much on what we want to say rather than what the other person is trying to give to us. You guys gave great answers. So the short and simple person that I can think of where the line is, is when the problem becomes you versus the person rather than you two versus the problem. That's that's the best way I can think of it. Yeah. That is a very, very important and very beneficial way of approaching conflict arguments and resolution that I've adopted and I've adopted an agree to disagree approach with some things that maybe just you can't get resolution in the moment as not necessarily a bad thing, because if you can agree to disagree, at least you're not at each other's throats about it. That's when it just, you guys, are you're not talking about the problem, you're talking about the other person and then mm-hmm. and then feelings can get hurt really easily. And I, I'm sure that's gonna happen inevitably just with conflict, you're, you, you're gonna hurt feelings that sometimes even unintentionally, maybe intentionally you do and then you realize, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Like that that's all gonna happen, of course, but it's all about how you come together too. It's all about how you come together by the end of the conversation and if that's where you leave, leave it at that point. So yeah, short and simple, that's where I think the line is.
0: All all three of our answers were fantastic and maybe we kind of just answered this question as well or maybe you guys want to quickly add something else on top of your previous answer of, in your own personal relationship, what methods help you and your partner to compromise and truly see the other person's uh, POV instead of agreeing to disagree? And then on top of that, the second part of the question is, what methods have you learned with your current partner?
1: Dude, honestly, don't be afraid. Just say it. Just just don't hold it in because it builds up. And when it builds up, it explodes and it gets messy and bad. Also, I mean, I love my girl sometimes. I got to give her just sometimes be like, let me just let you digest this just a little bit so that way you really see my perspective and how I feel and what I said and how I conveyed myself and why I did what I did. Maybe it's not how you would have exactly gone about it, but let me explain to you and then let that digest. And then she's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry about how I acted. I like that role. because
0: I like that. that. That's definitely something it's it's hard sometimes in a moment to truly accept what the person is telling you, especially if someone's telling you you're kind of in the wrong. At least for me personally, I sometimes I can't stand <laughs> bum, bum, bum. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the <laughs> moment, sometimes I just need some time to digest and be like, "Yo, that okay, that makes sense. I see why you're saying that. I was wrong." But what about you, Connor?
2: I really like that one. I think space and silence, if done correctly and used sparingly, can be very effective to come back together. I don't think that you always have to just talk everything to death through. And if you don't, then it's you, you, that means you're not good at conflict. I think it's, I think it just depends on the situation. So I, I like that GT one thing that we, we kind of do that, but like we have a, we have a code word. We're just kind of at a point where we're like, I I don't know how to talk about this anymore. Can we just take a break? We can say this and then it just pauses it and we either will approach it in the morning or we'll approach it later if we're still up and thinking about it like, hey, are you ready to resume the conversation? Yeah, let's resume it. Let's talk about it. Sometimes it'll be like the next day. Sometimes if we're really busy in a week, hey, next time we see each other, can we finish talking about that? Yeah, sure, that's fine because we took a break. So it's kind of the same thing, but uh, using safe words. And then another thing that I think Happens a lot of the times is sometimes when I'm trying to explain how I feel about something, or when Shay is trying to explain how she feels about something. We both want to help the other person so much that we sometimes just help without asking. Okay. Um, so one thing I always ask now, um, and I and we both do this now, is, um, do you need advice, or are you just looking to talk, or are you just looking to vent? Um, and that that saves a lot of stuff because sometimes people just need to vent, right? If you just give your advice, it's like, okay, I didn't really need that. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Okay, I understand. You just want me to listen. Okay, I can I can do that. That's totally fine. If you want advice, I'm here for you. But if you just want me to listen, okay, I'm cool with that too. So yeah, just asking some candid questions like that. But the safe word is 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 a big one.
0: Yeah, that, those are fantastic answers. I I would say besides the two things you mentioned, because I implement those, is that if we pause the conversation and the following day, I can't mention or remember everything that her rebuttal was and vice versa. She doesn't remember all of the disagreements I was having with her, then clearly it wasn't that important. And yeah, I, I realized that sometimes the things that we argue about that we allow to boil over into the following day, if we're not able to remember all the details about that conversation, then why was it so heated in the moment? And that's when we're like, okay, clearly it wasn't something of significance. We need to push that past us and realize that that was just a dumb conversation or argument that we had. So yeah, easier said than done. There are some times where maybe someone like is that. holding a little bit more of a grudge than another person or remembers more of a conversation than the other. Then that's when it's revisited. But if it's something where we don't remember all the details about the conversation and clearly it was just a, in a moment talking about our feelings versus the actual logic of what needed to be a problem solution based conversation. So. Yep. Java, I like that. Well, thank you. I think nice. all three of us That's had good. fantastic advice and responses to this topic, agree to disagree. Another yep. one down. I appreciate you guys listening and watching to yet another episode of the Let's Talk 20s podcast. Follow the Instagram page Let's Talk 20s podcast and Listen to us on Apple Podcasts as a new platform, if that is your platform of choice. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. And as always, until the next one.
2: Catch you later.